I'm just a bartender, but I was a flair bartender. So I was throwing bottles around, doing performances. Um, I was I was really good on my fire flaring. So you light a bottle, top on fire, and just doing tricks about it. Welcome to the Lush Life Podcast. I'm your drinking companion, Susan Schwartz. And I bring you the how-to guide for living life one cocktail at a time. Thanks to my mother's love of martinis, the first words I spoke were shaken, not stirred, and I've been obsessed by cocktails ever since. Together, we'll learn from bartenders, brand ambassadors, distillers, and others why certain drinks are popular in certain cultures, how to make the perfect old-fashioned, when to shake and when to stir, and so much more. Hear that sound? It's time to cozy up to the bar and let the fun begin. Plunked down in the UK from Hong Kong at the age of 17, wanting a little pocket money, our guests found work in a pub. Thank goodness Starbucks was a little too slow to call him up, or we wouldn't be here today with Timothy Ching, the global champion of Beefeaters International Mixed London Competition 2017. We start with the how and why he found himself in Birmingham. So I'm born and raised in Hong Kong, but uh, I moved to England when I was like 16 years old. I joined uh, sixth form uh, in a great bar school uh, in Birmingham. Um, How was that? Fantastic. It was different. I came over as an exchange student. So uh, sixth form is where I began. And then uh, I I don't want to leave UK. So uh, I find my way back after my exchange student program. Now, did you always want to come to the UK, or was this because your family left? That was just because my um, I always want to go abroad to like study abroad. Um, UK uh, wasn't my choice, to be honest. You c- I can go to America, Australia, it's just those exchange student program, but it's they put me in UK, so uh, it's nothing by choice. It's all coincident. And so Birmingham. So what was that like? It's very, it's very local British styles, which I love, because I think if you go abroad, you want to know all the local culture. If I go to London, maybe if too much uh, mixed, mixed culture, mixed country people, that won't be a really, really British. So uh, Birmingham for me is a very local, down to off, England places. So you wanted to stay there after you graduated? Yes. Um, so uh, after the exchange student program, I came back to um, study my passion at that moment, which, which is um, which is a classical piano. Oh boy! And um, and and art. I I I love my art, my painting since I'm very young, and um, I really into my, my music too. Um, I got my grade eight. On piano when I was 16 years old and I came over here the will was to become a concert pianist that's why I went to the music conservatory to do classical piano and you ended up being a bartender and, um, and a champion at that yeah <laughs> and uh, long story short uh, as all the students um, like um, they always need some extra 
money for our socializing skills, uh, socializing uh, life, you know, to go out, to meet your friend, to, to buy a pint or two of beer in the pub. Some cash in the pocket. Yeah, basically just like that. And then um, as studying, I gave my CV out to uh, different places, like Starbucks, kitchen, <gasps> bar, anywhere. And the first job took me in was a cocktail bar in Birmingham called Digress. Um, I think they closed down now already. So uh, I was the age of 17 years old. It wasn't old enough to make drinks yet. So I uh, worked from the very bottom as, how do you call it, a glass collector. So just going around, cleaning up table, collecting empty glasses, wash them, polish them, and helping the bartender to fill up the eyes, the, the juices as a bar back, you know. But at that point, you still were passionate about being um, yes. a classical pianist and definitely uh-huh. for 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 the for the first few years, I just making money to do my thing, and then uh, the longer I work for this trade, uh, more passion I grew into it, and uh, eventually I actually uh, dropped out of my music class and to become a full time bartender. That is how much I got involved to this field. How old were you when you did that? I think it's like twenty. 20 or, or, or 19, I didn't graduate. I was a classic dropout, bad <laughs> student. Your parents in Hong Kong must have been like Ooh, freaking out. <laughs> yeah, because they they put so much effort in to send me to UK to become a musician, to become a concert and you were, and you're good. To become a concert pianist. Uh-huh. And, and, and I was doing okay, you know. I was spending more than six hours per day just to do my, on my piano since I'm age of 12. So they have really high hope on me. And, and then it turned out to become a full-time professional bartender. So it was a really uh, big twist. Do you remember uh-huh. when you made that decision? When you said, I'm just, I'm going to give this I, up I, and I, really no, start this? No, I, I didn't even really make it because, um, you know, uh, to go to school, you need to start very early in the morning. And then uh, when I finished my bartending job, it's become very late in the evening until like 2 or 3 in the morning. One day I just think, come on, I just want to go to work. I want to sleep enough so I can have enough power to do my night shift. Then I think there was the time that I, in my mind I decided I gave up my study already because in my mind, I choose the priority already. In theory, I should just make my money, go home, sleep, and go back to school. But uh, And then this just become a habit to just like I find my priority I find my to be honest uh, music is always forced by my family I didn't choose to do piano it's you know Hong Kong classic Chinese family they want their kids what to do so of course I have my fun time but bartending is all about fun for me it's and at that so point when you gave it. up um, your studies? Did you were you bartending proper? Yeah, I was. I was. I was really uh, into bartending. Um, I was very fortunate that I started in a very nice structured bar, like uh, Hard Rock Cafe, TGI Friday, Living Venture. Their training is great. Their passion is brilliant, and then they gave you so much introduction before they actually let you go behind a bar. So I was like. Wow! So you so you went really to like. a few different bars definitely during definitely. your your four years definitely mm-hmm. definitely and I and I and I went through a lot and then you know when you start from the bottom, 
you get all the pressures, you get all the, you always get told off by your senior, by your teacher, but I still really enjoy the moment. So yeah, and I find it really challenging and, and, and yeah, positively. And creative, I yeah, guess. Yeah, 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 you know, because I'm, I'm an artist myself. I, I like I like painting, I like stuff. So uh, for my for me, uh, when I see the cocktail, it's all about the uh, the color composition. Yeah, it's, it's all about the the how do you say the shape, the structure of the drinks in color, in smell, in taste. So uh, when I study art and music, I didn't I I didn't know it would be relevant for my future career. But now, after fifteen years in this field. It's all come together at, like a harmony, you know. Were you still in Birmingham then? I was. Uh, I was only working in Birmingham. Uh, I study and I work in Birmingham. Mm-hmm. I did a few events with um, with a shaker bar school as an event company. Went to London a few times and then I went back to Hong Kong. So uh, the so you went back to Hong Kong I went, saying I am going to be a bartender. Yeah, of course, because uh, that's that's how much I love bartending job from from Birmingham bring to me and when I go back to Hong Kong I just say that's all I want to do is become a bartender because when I first went back to Hong Kong the cocktail trade wasn't as advanced as now and I really thought the UK taught me very good things and I want to bring this back to Hong Kong and see how much more I can involve with these new skills so how long were you in Hong Kong before you felt you could start doing that start working the way you wanted to work was it right away um, so when I when I was in UK uh, as a bartender, I wasn't a cocktail mixologist as they say now. I'm just a bartender, but I was a flair bartender. So I was throwing bottles around, doing performances. Um, I was I was really good on my fire flaring. So you light the bottle, top on fire, and just doing tricks about it. So uh, that, that that was that was me. My my first passion. Before I'm just making nice cocktail, nice quality cocktail, is to doing tricks as a performance bartender, and I really want to bring See, that. See that back performer to was still in you. Yes. Yeah, that would never. It go may away. not have been the piano, but no, it was. No, no, yeah, uh, yeah, that would never yeah, go away. I, yeah. I really like to do, do, do tricks and have fun and perform in front of audience and guests and customer now. So uh, the the whole thing is still relevant. It's uh-huh. very. Uh, it's, it's it's weird. So uh, as a flair bartender, you, you know Hong Kong is a fast-paced city. There is no time for you to fall in bottles around for five minutes before you're making your own drinks. I think um, uh, when I first back to Hong Kong, uh, I told myself I want to be I want to be the best flair bartender of Hong Kong. After I, I achieved that and find out the culture of Hong Kong don't allow me to do so. Mm-hmm. So of course we need to adapt our path. We cannot just focus on what we want. Especially when my family is in Hong Kong, so uh, from a flair bartender, throwing bottles around, doing tricks, to uh, more focus on um, ingredients, the cocktail knowledge, the product knowledge, and history of our cocktails. So it's just like slowly evolving to become a proper mixologist bartender. Mm-hmm. And where were you able to be that bartender? Was there one place? One bar where you felt, all right, this is where I, I really grew. So uh, after back to Hong Kong, the first job I had was uh, was being a team leader in an opening restaurant. It's called Suma. Suma is a Japanese-style fine dining 
the cocktail lounge and restaurant. So of course, in the fine dining environment, you're not good to throw bottles around. And they give right. me so much choice to have uh, fresh ingredients to work very closely to the chef. So uh, at the time, I think, okay, let's stop throwing things around and become a proper bartender. Mm-hmm. So I think it's, it's all about the environment. I, I didn't click. I, I, maybe I'm different with some of the chef or some of the other guy. I always work with the flow. If the path take me there, I will adapt to it. So uh, when yeah. did you start competing? So uh, competition is always something that I really um very fun of because I always think um to enter a competition is a way that you're forcing yourself to become better. If you just work day after day in the same restaurant or bar, you become a routine, you become a habit then you're not improving anymore. For competition, I will I will put more time for the training, for the practice, for the research and stuff. So a competition for me is a really the way to go upward and onward. Uh, completing, yes, I, I used to be a flair bartender. So my first competition is always oh, as a flair bartending yes, competition. Uh-huh. But it just, uh, for me, this pushed me a lot in flaring bartending. So when I became a cocktail bartender, it just come natural that I'm looking for competition for just cocktail. So I uh, has been since since I'm being a flair bartender, I've been doing competition for many years already. Forget about the flair bartending for competition wise, beside Bifita, this time I used to enter numerous uh, different brand competition. For example, like Claymont Rum from Martinique. I was a Hong Kong champion. They they sent me to Caribbean Martinique just for a week that was a really unforgettable experience so uh, Clement Rum Bacardi Legacy World Class or the small gin brand like D1 Gin um, yeah they all gave me a really nice and new experience you know it just I'm so lucky that I have so much practice already and for last year Bifita Mixman number 6 it really come through perfectly and I got a title for last year. Yeah, let's talk about that. Because well, the theme was cinema, right? Yes, the theme so was cinema. So how did you, you know, well, how did you formulate that in your okay. head? Okay, so uh, my drink last year I made is called Please Sir, I Want Some More. It's from a um, famous quote. Oliver Twist, right? Oliver Twist. Oh, yeah. So a uh, young, young boy born poor in a workhouse. One day, group of lads try to draw straws. Whoever lost have to ask Mr. Bumble for some more glue with his famous uh, quote, please sir, I want some more. The idea is, the, the, the theme was fixed, have to be a London-based movie uh, inspiration. So uh, if I was looking for different movies, even like uh, Bridget Jones' Diary, uh-huh. 007, like Lockstock to Smoking Barrel, but uh-huh. at the end, if I had to be serious for a competition, I better look for something that is very original, that it will go to um, everyone's heart in you know, different ages. You know, Oliver Twist is a, it's a genius classic, so I think that will probably work well. And my my the second thing I thought about is, Bifita is the hero of the of the competition. My goal must make Bifita sell more and sell better. So why don't I make it imperative to make people mouth watering? Who willing to drink more and more and more, and to drink more and more, it fit to the please sir, I want some more. Mm-hmm. So British aperitif, 
please, so I, I want some more and to drink more and more and more beef eater. It's all come in mind like that. And um, to make a nice London-based cocktail, I use all the British uh, ingredients. Beside the Bifita 24, the hero of the cocktail, I use the Carmen Sun, which is a traditional British aperitif with a grapefruit zest, with manuka honey and ginseng. Have a touch of uh, Asia culture in the cocktail. Um, I have my homemade lemon and grapefruit shrubs. Shrubs is a uh, half uh, sherry vinegar and half sugar with a lemon pulp and grapefruit zest to make it nice citrusy instead of just a lemon juice to make it a more uh, complex citrus and a chamomile tea syrup so chamomile tea, the tea in uh, components with um, compromise the tea flavor from the beef eater 24 and, and at the end of the day I need to champion the beef eater character it's all about beef eater and a teapot bitter teapot, a very traditional classic British thing, teapot, rustic, bitterness, and another depth to the cocktail. So, uh, yeah, and, and, and I serve with a clarified grapefruit jelly, which it looked like a poetry, it, it looked like the Oliver asked to the crew in the bowl. So the whole things came together very well and fit the topic. Well, you're making me really thirsty. So, Let's drink. do you want to make one for me? Of course. Let's do that. All right. Definitely. I will make one for you. Thanks so much to Timothy for making time for me while he was here in London for this year's competition. Of course, I have to say the name of our cocktail of the week with a faux British accent, because as we heard, it's positively Dickensian. Here's Timothy's. Please, sir, I want some more. Add all the following ingredients to a shaker. 40 mLs of Beefeater 24, 10 mLs of Cam and Sons, a bittersweet botanical spirit, 10 mLs of chamomile tea syrup, 10 mLs of homemade lemon and grapefruit shrub, and three dashes of teapot bitters. Add ice, and then do the Japanese heart shake if you know how, or just shake, shake, shake. Then strain into a wooden coupe, if you have one. Otherwise, glass will do. Then garnish with candied, dehydrated grapefruit peels. I must admit, this recipe is easier for the pros to make, but very easy to drink. And after one, you will definitely want some more. You'll find this recipe and all the cocktails of the week on alushlifemanual.com, where you'll also find all the ingredients in our shop. If you want to find out more about the Beef Eater Mix London competition and who won, check it out on LushLifeManual.com. Next time, we are headed to Colombia, so pack your bags, we're going to South America. Until next time, bottoms up. Thanks for listening to the Lush Life Podcast, the sister of A Lush Life Manual. For more information and links to everything you heard, plus a bit more, please visit alushlifemanual.com. Always remember the wise words of Oscar Wilde, all things in moderation, including moderation, and always drink responsibly. 
Okay, I said that last part. Theme music is by Stephen Shapiro and used with permission. Lush Life is produced by Evo Terra. And I'm your hostess, Susan Schwartz. I'll see you at the bar.